Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It's your girl, Denise Salcedo, and it is Wednesday, December 13th, and we are here to talk about AEW Winter is Coming. But as always, I am not alone here because I am one half of the California Connection, and the other half is Righteous Reg. What's up, Reg? building it's your boy media man your favorite rapper your favorite writer your favorite podcaster it's wednesday night denise it's the california connection it's the holiday season and we had an action-packed episode of dynamite denise i mean there wasn't a minute of not action it felt like actually that jericho segment we'll talk about it here very soon but i'm very happy to be here I cannot wait to get into that. There were some things on today's show that, like, here's the thing. There was a lot of good wrestling on today's show. Obviously, we had four Continental Classic matches take place. Uh, We had a phenomenal main event. And then we had uh, a fun ending, I would say. Uh, I thought that was good, too. But for the most part, I thought we had a pretty decent balance, I guess. Or there was more so wrestling on the show than, like, storyline type stuff. Yeah, it didn't feel like a big storyline heavy show. It felt like they were focusing on the Continental Classic, but the Continental Classic stuff I thought held it together pretty strongly. And the ending segment I thought was a good way to leave us on a cliffhanger too. I thought today was going to be the reveal, honestly. I was like, okay, he's going to rip it off, but they got us again. Reg, Reg, I've given up already. It's not going to be till world's end. That's it. Like, even when he came out and he came out, the masked devil guy comes out of the car. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Nothing else is going to happen. That's (laughs) it. Like, I already knew. I'm I'm waiting until world's end. That's going to be the official um, unveiling of the mask. You think they're going to wait all the way to the pay-per-view, Denise? Not the week before, not collision before, nothing before it's going to happen at the pay-per-view. At this point, I'm expecting for the final, like, five seconds of <laughs> AEW World's End for us just to see the mask unveiled and then, bam. That's it? Just goes to black. Okay, okay. You you want to, they're going to really milk it is what you're saying. Like, That's all the way to the they, last second. They have been milking it they've milked it so much at this point already uh it's gone way above and beyond milking yeah i agree it's time to like bring it home i'm happy that world's ending's happening very soon so we could get to it but what if they go beyond world's end denise what if we don't find out then (laughs) reg it's a possibility Reg. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. So I got to tell you, I don't know if I'm like either stressed out, have a little bit of sleep, whatever. Uh, I've been having this like eye twitch thing going on. And the second you said that, it triggered it. You triggered my eye twitch. I know, I'm sorry. I apologize. But look, Denise, there's just, there's multiple things that could happen and they could extend it beyond world's end. I'm not saying they should. They shouldn't at all, 0%. Like they should have did it today. But they could. All right. Well, they definitely should wrap it up. (laughs) Let's get into that, man. Let's get into that. So let's talk about what we're kind of getting into. Uh, So today we had Hangman Page versus Roderick Strong. At the top of the show, we also had this confrontation between Hangman Adam Page and Samoa Joe. And we're getting a lot of, you know, Samoa Joe is looking for answers, right? Because he's kind of looking a little silly after he said he was going to protect MJF because MJF is his opponent at world's end. And last week, MJF was the one who got injured, thus not being protected by Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe's suspicions were that it was Hangman Adam Page because of the glass bottles that were left there with MJF. 
but uh, we don't get anywhere near here. But mm -hmm. I think this pretty much rules it out. For those of you who hadn't ruled out Hangman Adam Page, you can rule him up. You can rule him out of this because uh, following the end of the main event, we got to see poor Hangman Adam Page get beat up by mm. four other men and then he gets put through the windshield of a car and we see that the person that was driving it was the devil masked man and then we also got a match with him and Roderick Strong in which he defeated Roderick Strong so kind of a lot there with Hangman Adam Page Reg start wherever you want to start off here um, I think I really like the uh, them kind of playing up a one week angle. It felt like they really ha hammered it up last week of like Hangman could be the guy. MJF was pointing fingers at him. They did the glass thing to kind of really just wrap it up really quick. This week I thought was really interesting playing up. I loved how they gave him the super choke slam through the car and everything like really strong stuff by Hangman. The the beginning promo with Hangman and Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe was doing a lot of finger pointing Denise. I don't know like. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he was out there being like, what about you? Where were you? But where were you at, bro? Like you, the one sounded kind of crazy out here. You're the one looking kind of crazy out here. But um, I think that's uh, it was a good way to tell a story eventually with Hangman and Samoa Joe, because now we need a match with all this that happened. Yeah, exactly. With that being said, like, I feel like that's enough to get something like, you know, maybe next week's dynamite or something, right? right? Or the, maybe the week after, or how many weeks do we got left until world's end? Because I think we got two more. Yeah, because I'm saying if they attacked Hangman Adam Page tonight, I don't, I'm not expecting him to be like perfectly cleared to wrestle. He might appear, but I'm not expecting him to wrestle next week. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect him to be there next week for that. Yeah, so I'm trying to think. I'm like, okay, how many more Dynamites do we have until World's End? I think we might have two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's two because they, they, they were showing the little uh, dates coming up, and uh, there's, the, there's like one right before the um, World's End on the 27th. And I think, yeah, so it's, it'll be two before then. Uh, it's coming down to the wire, though, Denise. It's, it's about to be time. I thought that uh, on, also on the Hangman thing, the Roderick Strong match was also great, really strong way to start the show and a really strong wrestling show. I thought these two guys, the counter wrestling that they were doing, it was showing that they, they're playing up to the Ring of Honor history that they have. I thought that they put on a pretty strong match. So final theories, Reg. Final yeah. theory, since we're about to cash in from the looks of it, we're about to find out who this masked man is. Final theories, who is your pick? I mean, Samoa Joe is like so guilty, it feels like. Today, sealed it. I mean, really, it was last week because he was like, I'm going to protect you no matter what, MJF, no matter what happens, I'll have your back, I'll be there, that one step behind you. And he wasn't, and I was like, that doesn't really play into the story you're telling Samoa Joe. And then today he comes out and he's like, Hangman, look at him. Look over there. Look over there. He's doing too much of that. Hey, look what's going on over there. It's like, no, you're going on over here. You keep showing up in the spots randomly. So I'm going with Samoa Joe. I can't get past him scheming. And the way that he's been playing with Max and the way that Max has been out, I just, I can't. So you Who think you it's Samoa Joe under the ruling of Adam Cole though, right? I think the see I don't know because like, I, I don't think, think that Adam was Samoa Cole. Joe right there under that mask, but I think he's like he has something to do with this. The Joker, I think, but I don't know because that guy was standing up. Adam Cole has the broken ankle. I don't know if they're playing into that. I don't know, Denise. I'm confused. <laughs> okay, so I'm thinking that you're right in the sense that Samoa Joe is in cahoots with these guys. Yeah, but the one that is I don't think underneath that under the mask though right right so the mm -hmm. one underneath the mask is definitely adam cole 
Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree. Right. Oh, oh I mean, agree. like, he could for like a 10 seconds not come out with not not come out with crutches. I don't know why someone left. convinced me that it was Jack Perry for some reason. It shouldn't be Jack Perry, but it could be Jack Perry, Denise. No, I don't think it's Jack Perry. Why not? Because that would be kind of lame. I don't think it should be Jack Perry. Playing into the story that was told earlier this year, MJF was like, yo, you need to get crazy, Jack. You need to get with it. Then he ends up being the Joker. I mean, you know, it's not a bad way, especially with the cast of characters that's there. We're suspicious that Wardlow's out there. Like, I, I don't know. It could be. It's too much hoopla. Too much explaining. Yeah. Too much. Let's go back and talk about this promo. Because I remember that promo. You remember that promo. A lot of people remember that promo. But it's not like Story I feel like we have Denise. to do... We would have to do too much. Oh, do you remember this? And then this happened and then that happened. Oh, here's all. They would have to play us a whole ass video package for those that probably forgot. Denise doesn't like storytelling. Put it on the market. I like storytelling, She's it right which is here. why it should be Adam Cole, Reg. <laughs> why are we gonna why are we gonna start another story when we haven't even finished this story? Let's finish the goddamn story between okay. Adam Cole and MJF. That's fair. That's fair. But what if I I guess I'm just like what if we pivot because Adam Cole's not ready? I think that's kind of where I'm landing because it's like we reveal it's Adam Cole and then we wait until another year until he's back or whatever, how long it is. I don't really know what the end goal of the reveal would be. Reg, this is an episode of Friends. It's not time to pivot. <laughs> we're going to get we're going to get Adam Cole MJF at some point. So here's okay. the thing. You bring up a good point, though. Yeah. Adam Cole is injured, all right? Point blank, he's injured. This is not kayfabe. The man is hurt, yeah. okay? So what if he is going to use Samoa Joe? What if Samoa Joe and him are working together? What does that do for Adam Cole? I don't know. He's the mastermind. <laughs> he's like the mastermind. Who's the mastermind here? Wouldn't Adam Samoa Cole. Joe be the mastermind if he's And then Samoa the Joe's the muscle. Samoa Joe's the one doing doing the work. I guess that tells a better story because history shows that Samoa Joe's usually in that role. I don't, I don't I know. Felt, you know. I felt confident in what I was saying. Then you started asking me questions and I got Honestly, nervous. look, we're both confused <laughs> about this whole thing, Denise. We've been okay. wondering. They're, they're stretching it. Said, Let's state confused. the facts. What are the facts at this moment? The facts are MJF's gotten attacked. We don't know who it is. It could still be MJF. We haven't said that. <laughs> oh, no, that would be stupid. I ain't into Why that. Not? That would You're be like the it? dumbest thing ever. No. Um, no. Okay. The facts are there's what? Four people involved in this? Yeah. It's the four masked guys and then the devil, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's it. That's all we got. Let's screw the facts. We I'm done. This ain't a freaking science. This ain't a fucking. <laughs> I was trying to go somewhere with this Reg. <laughs> so there's four guys in the Joker. Yeah. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Those are the only facts. <laughs> Those aren't even. <laughs> I'm done. I lost the plot. I lost the plot. Oh my god! Just like the store, Denise. We're into something else. We're like, how do we get here? <laughs> I don't know anymore. Whatever, guys. I'm done talking about the goddamn devil. Just fucking Ooh. tell us who it is already. I'm Please, done. Please, just some villain. I'm tired of it. <laughs> Space Martian says Denise is on the case. God, please call Discovery. <laughs> so we're screwed, man, if Denise is on the case. 
Oh man, I can't. Let's get into these super chats. First and foremost, I want to give a shout out to Sheldon Jackson for uh, gifting us 10 DWO memberships. That's always Sheldon yes, Jackson. Sheldon, the best. Has got our backs. And we got a couple of super chats, so let's get to it. Taylor Cannon, DWO member, says, Hey, Denise and Reg, hope you are both well. Thank you so much to Taylor. Taylor. Shy Town Spurs says, This is the alternative. This is restoring the feeling if I pretend the Jericho segment didn't exist. So give us a second because I want to spend some time on that. We'll get back to that in just a second. Rafael Garcia said this was solid wrestling the whole show, but someone's dog ran out with the Golden Jets because that segment was rough. <laughs> Delayed Grad says Dynamite was a fight show tonight, but the fighter of the week has to be Draymond Green. He used Eddie Kingston's finisher to score the quick KO. Uh, thank you so much to Delayed Grads as well for that super chat. Grapple Geekery says, I asked off of work to go to Revolution. Can't wait for that or for the Golden Jets to end. And I bet that was real glass Hangman was slammed into. Cry me a river. Crazy 101 says, could you see the Von Erics becoming all elite? And he also says, shocked Christian was not there for the Von Erics. And we also have Johnny here who says the devil is Enzo Amore, or maybe it's Kyle O'Reilly. All right, so we kind of got in a lot of here, a lot of different subjects to hit on here. But I think the first one that I want to get at now is the Chris Jericho segment. We need to talk about this. Are you sure? Yes, I'm positive because this was something. So Chris Jericho comes out, Kenny Omega comes out, the Golden Jets, as we all know, they got themselves, they earned themselves a tag team title shot against the champs. Ricky Starks and Big Bill. And I'm thinking, all right, cool, let's go. You know what? Chris Jericho's a big star. Kenny Omega's a big star. I like Big Bill. I like Ricky Starks. These are two guys we've been primarily seeing on Collision. So I was very happy to see them back on Dynamite. And then we had a segment that I can only describe as forced, I think. Yes. They were throwing a lot of shots at each other. And there was a point in this reg where I wasn't sure if this was what was planned <laughs> or if they were just making it up on the go. I don't know, but I kind of got the vibe that some real feelings might have been hurt. Or maybe I'm still thinking about the That's edge. Like Ricky Starks was there. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know. We got some awkward interactions. Ricky Starks tells Chris Jericho that he shops for his clothes at Hot Topic. Okay, a little wow, wow. Mm -hmm. And Jericho and Kenny, they start to do this thing where they're trying to come up with funny team names for Big Bill and Ricky Starks. And uh... none of them were hitting. Granted, of course, the TV audience was hearing them on mute. But even on mute, they weren't funny. And then it got even more awkward because Chris Jericho starts telling Ricky Starks that he's just a better dressed version, but a less charismatic version of Enzo Amore. And I get it why he obviously brought up Enzo, Big Bill, uh, Big Cass. We know that. But it felt kind of totally, it felt a little out of left field in this specific story, in this specific scenario. So this just kind of felt like like someone said earlier it felt a little rough yeah this um i was about as interested in the segment as kenny omega was in this segment denise none at all kenny omega did not want to be here for any of this he was just like 
Oh yeah, Jericho. He's gonna tell some jokes. The fans start chanting for you. Like he was like so disinterested. And that's how I was too. What is going on here, Denise? This is Kenny Omega. We're about to have our uh 2020 matches of the year. Hella people are gonna be like, this guy had the best match of the year. Like a lot of people. Why is he doing this? Why are we watching him in this promo battle with Big Bill and Ricky Starks? I don't want to see him in that. So he starts talking to these and he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to challenge you guys at World's End. They make the, the challenge. Then he's like, maybe we'll be the ones taking those belts off your waist. And I'm like, nobody wants this, Kenny Omega. I don't want to see that at all. I have zero interest in seeing you in a tag team championship scenario with Chris Jericho. Zero interest. I have nothing for it. I don't want it. And that you can tell that the fans don't want it. Everybody in the chat's like, what is this? We don't want this. All of it felt like we don't want this. And yeah, the little jabs, it felt like, I don't know if maybe they're trying to lean into the Ricky Starks thing, Denise, you know, with the, the edge stuff. But it, this time it felt forced. It didn't feel like, if, if it was real, it was like, ah, you guys are not really shooting that hard. But it was just like, it was weird. I don't know. I didn't like it. I hated it. It's terrible. Yeah, I hated it too. And I was waiting for like these funny moments, right? Like I was waiting for, for these great lines. And I almost feel like, I think there's a way to be, like there's a way to throw a shot at somebody and be clever and be funny. And yeah. we've seen Ricky Starks do that a whole lot, right? We've seen him do that with plenty of people. I almost feel like he kind of held back a little bit here. Yeah. And I think had he gone all the way in, I think it would have kind of made Jericho and Kenny kind of look bad a little bit. Yeah, if he would have started going in on Kenny, Kenny wouldn't have had a response to him because he doesn't play that game. And Jericho can't keep up at this uh, stage in his career in a battle that Ricky Starks is going to bring to him. So I also think that Ricky Starks was just like, this felt like Chris Jericho said, I got a segment, you guys. I'm going to say this and you're going to say like, it's this is like Chris Jericho vortex all written all over it. It's just like, this sucks. And it's like, you're sucking the Ricky Stark said in the promo, you like suck the life out of everything. And that's what this felt like. It was like, why are these guys involved in this with Chris Jericho? Who's like the most, the most animated out of everybody, but everybody else is like, Oh, we're here. And it's like, I, that's not what I want to see on my TV. I want to see interested characters interested in fighting each other. And I'm not interested in any of this. It feels like, here's the thing. It feels like Ricky Stark's big bill becoming a tag team was sort of a happy accident. Yes. And now I do think that they had something there with Big Bill and Ricky Starks. And so I'm thinking, okay, depending on the story that they're telling, I think they can have something good there with those two guys, right? Mm -hmm. Now with Kenny and Chris Jericho, like here's the thing, like uh, I feel, I know everybody's always talking about the Jericho Vortex and the Jericho Vortex and I get it, right? But I do feel if you put Jericho in the right story with the right people and the right amount of passion is in it. Like, I love all the stuff that he did with MJF. And there was a lot of fun stuff in there, right? But this is not really it. And I also feel like this is holding back Kenny Omega as a star. Because Kenny Omega is a freaking ginormous freaking star, Huge. right? Yeah. And people, when you think of Kenny, you want to see him in programs with all of the top guys that you have on the roster. You don't really want to see him as a um, 
I don't know, a, 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 a not even like the main Side course. Kick. He's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, a sidekick. You don't want to see that. And so for me, this does not feel like a natural spot for Kenny Omega. Like this feels like we're going against the current and we're fighting what Kenny Omega should be doing on the show. It's insane, Denise. We're talking about all elite wrestling. Kenny Omega stuck in the Jericho vortex. The Young Bucks are at home kicking it. Like, what's going on here? Like, I don't know. Like, from the beginning, it's like, I don't know what kind of games or backstage politics or anything that's going on. But, like, I'm invested in these shows because of Kenny Omega, because of the Young Bucks, because of the people that helped found this company. And they've so many times fell to the wayside or done whatever or, like, played company man or whatever they've done to play background and they shouldn't you got kenny omega denise this guy is still in his prime he could still have the best match as we've seen multiple times this year at any night we should be seeing him in the continental classic imagine if kenny omega was part of this every one of his matches would have hit everything would have been going down but instead we're seeing this like what's going on here why aren't he should be aw world champion or have an aw world championship contender matches or something not this. That's why when he was like, we're going to win those belts, I was like, I don't want to see that. He should be in the Continental Classic, working matches with Brian Danielson, with Swerve Strickland, getting all of, uh, you know, with Roosh, with all of these people that are using this, this tournament to, like, level up. He should be in matches with those guys. And you want to know why else? Because on top of that, you got some a big name coming. Yep. Who is that big name that's coming? Will Osprey. Now, at some point, I'm pretty sure they're going to resurface and go back to Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay. I feel like that's history you got to touch on at some point again, right? And here's the thing, like, they already have all of this history. Granted, that's great. But I feel like what's what's the point right now if they're not doing anything major with Kenny Omega? Like like, Like you're saying, he shouldn't be paying, like, a background character or a side character or a tag team championship. We've already seen this is another thing for me, Denise. Like we've already seen him with Hangman Page. We've already seen him like in these tag teams where he joins with somebody, wins the belt. They're going to have great matches. Of course, it's Kenny Omega, but like there could be so much more. If we're doing a tag team thing, they just signed his lifelong tag team partner, Kota Ibushi. This would be way different if it was the golden goddamn elite the or you know whatever their tag team name is i can't remember right now golden lovers going golden lovers there you go thank you denise if this was the golden lovers life would be so much different but instead <laughs> they're trying to get us to chant the golden jets and with chris jericho i think that's the first golden chance chant ever and i was like oh my god wait did you get the big billy starks thing or whatever it is that they were chanting yeah because i didn't think it was funny and i thought maybe i just didn't get the joke I, that's pretty good for reasons i don't think i could discuss here but it's pretty good. okay okay <laughs> now, now a, i want to know that now one's underneath know. the surface but i like underneath it. the surface in what way because i, didn't I can't i way. told i can't get into it <laughs> red you're leaving me out in the cold here <laughs> let's move on for everybody gets <laughs> write it in the private chat write it in the private chat reg <laughs> i demand for you to write it in the private chat <laughs> Okay, okay, because I thought, all right, there's something here that I'm missing. Uh, and someone, please inform me. The chat can inform me. Uh, you guys let me know. Um, so that is the situation that we've got right now. And I got another hot take. I don't know if this is really a hot take, but whatever. I'm going to throw it out there. Whether it's a hot take, 
Uh, see, by the way, there's other people in here saying they didn't get it either, and they want to know as well. All right, so the other thing that I do want to mention is that when we talk about Ricky Starks, it seemed like for a long time they made CM Punk look like the enemy, right? My hot take here is, besides the Brian Danielson matches, the last time that someone was actively working to put Ricky Starks over and make a new star was CM Punk. Because CM Punk, Ricky Starks, when it was happening on Collision, was my favorite storyline on AEW television at that time. I don't know if that's a hot take, but I'm throwing it out there. No, it's not a hot take, Denise. When uh, earlier this year, he was in that with that, with Ricky, with CM Punk, and then immediately he got into the Brian Danielson stuff. He had an amazing, the amazing, do uh, not dog collar match, but the uh, strap match. Like he was on the trajectory. Like I thought that he was going to be in a match in an angle with Mox because they were building up the thing. Mox uh, was on commentary talking about Ricky Starks. It all felt like it was going to this. Then they hella pivoted and got him to this tag team thing. So, yeah, I think that for a moment there, it was like, oh, Ricky Starks is going to be a top guy, a main event guy, and he didn't get there for some reason. It's pretty unfortunate. Right, exactly. All righty, guys. We got some super chats to get into, so let's get to them. Here we go. This one's from Now D, who says, I agree. It felt like Ricky thought about going at them and then decided against it. He's smart. It's, it really <laughs> is crazy how, like, a couple of people felt that. Like, I really got that, that vibe that – because I forgot what he said, but it was something along the lines of, okay, that's fine. And then yeah. he moved on to something <laughs> else. Yeah, I think he's smart, Denise. Think about what how crazy that edge stuff looked on the surface. I don't want to do with that again. If I'm Ricky Starks, I'm like, I'm not about to get in this with Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. Nah, bro, y'all got it. Right. Oh, man. In hindsight, it just bums me out. All right. We got a super chat here from Grapple Geekery who says, I legit started browsing eBay during this segment. Tough, tough one. <laughs> Uh, we got delayed Gradson here who says, Denise, you deserved an award. Omega has to have matches with Sora, Jay White, Roosh, Darby Allen, Will Ospreay, but you're right. He's stuck with Jericho. Not even that, like even before the Jericho stuff, what were they having Kenny Omega do? I mean, obviously he had the stuff for Kenoshke Takeshita. That was good stuff because it was getting over Kenoshke Takeshita. Wait, wait, what's the latest with Kenoshke Takeshita? Have I missed anything? Chris Jericho beat him in DDT, and everybody was like, why did you do that? And Jericho he's was like, not injured a good anything, idea. right? No, he's not injured. He's, he's just, just not on TV. He just had a match on Rampage last week, a part of the, you know, you're not going to see that. He had a match on Rampage last week. <laughs> oh, man. I can't. I can't even right now. You know what time it is, Denise. Don't try to act I like do you know what time Rampage. it is. <laughs> There's times where everyone's like, Denise, you got to tune into Rampage today. I ain't got time for that. No, but, mm -mm. you know, I have an excuse now, though. I really do. What is it? Well, now my excuse is I cover SmackDown. I got to wake no, up early. Yeah, you know, yeah. I got a lot going well, on. You do got to be up early for the busted yeah, open. Yeah, I was going to say I got to be up pretty early. There's a lot going on. So mm -hmm. um, it just tends to go by the wayside. Mm -hmm. um, all righty. So, man, I feel bad, though. But we definitely need to figure out something a lot better for Kenny Omega. And I hope. So my last question to you is before we move on to something else, Reg, yeah. is, and this is for the chat as well. So what do we do here? This match is happening at World's End. Do you give the titles to um, to Kenny and Chris Jericho, the Golden Jets? Or do you not? Because I think they get the titles, Reg. I think they get the titles to further this program with the Young Bucks. 
That sucks. I hate it. I hate every bit of it. If that's what's going I was like, what's what's it leading to? It's going to lead to the Young Bucks beating them. I guess. I still don't really like – I don't like it. I, I wish that Big Bill and Ricky Starks would beat them, but I know they're not going to. Right. Uh, I think it's happening. Uh, there was also this super chat that I didn't get to read. This one was from Crazy101 who says that shocked that Moxley won, but if they turn, swerve, face. Uh, dude, we'll talk more about that in just a second because there's going to be a lot to get into in regards to that. We got Matt Logan here who says, "Good AEW Dynamite tonight. This is my New Year's resolution to know who the <laughs> to know who the last man is." <laughs> Good stuff, Matt Logan. Thank you so much for the super chat, man. All right, so I am expecting for that to happen though. Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, they're winning. They're going to go on to feed with the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are going to really lean into the uh, cry baby thing that they were kind of touching on for a little bit. And then we haven't seen them since they threw their tantrum. So mm -hmm. I think that they're just waiting to take the bouts off of Starks and big bill until they, uh, could resurface that whole storyline. Mm, yeah. Good story, Denise. Thanks for telling a great story that they're going to probably tell. Well, I'm not saying like, I'm just predicting that this is the direction they're headed in. It seems kind of obvious, right? It does. That's why I'm like, it sucks because it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I understand why. And, on the and like I said, side, Kenny Omega and Jericho will have great matches because Kenny Omega's there. And on the bright side, it frees up Big Bill and Ricky Starks to go off and do their own thing and get back into the singles program. Sure. <laughs> if that's the bright side, I guess. I want Kenny Omega as a single star, but I'll take it. I know. I know. But yeah. you know what, Red? You can't have your cake and eat it too. Uh, but you know what, though? You could have your cake and eat it, too, if you get yourself Smack Talk Showdown and cut some of the greatest freaking promos. We're out here talking about how this promo with Jericho, Kenny, and Big Bill and Starks did not go as planned. Well, maybe they need Smack Talk Showdown. Hey, wrestling fans, do you think you have what it takes to cut a promo like the People's Champion, The Rock, or the best in the world, CM Punk, or the Doctor of Thugonomics, John Cena? Well, now is your chance. Smack Talk Showdown is the wrestling card game that you need in your life. With this game, the cards will challenge you by providing you with a gimmick, a storyline, and wildly entertaining directions to cut the promo of a lifetime. I have played Smack Talk Showdown multiple times with my friends, and we always end up laughing so freaking hard. Head on over to SmackTalkShowdown.com and purchase your new favorite game. Once again, that is SmackTalkShowdown.com. The link is in the description box below. Thank you very much. Thank What's you up much. with that island music, man? I was like, oh, yeah, man, we're getting into it. Denise, where you get that background music from? <laughs> YouTube. Bro, I go to the free section. So YouTube has this, like, audio, you know, area where you can purchase songs, right? You mm. swear I'm going to purchase a song. I go to the free section. <laughs> I go to the free section where I don't got to pay for anything. So there's limited options, Reg, all right? No, it was hit. It was banging. I'm into it. Right. I might spit some bars over it. Don't you kind of feel like you just want to put on, well, maybe not you, but you want to put a little coconut bra, be out there freaking swinging in with the grass little skirts and the hula. What made you go that direction for the smack talk thing? Like, what, what, why did you get island vibes off of it? I don't know. I just felt like breezy, you know? Okay. That's it reminded me of 51st Dates. 
Okay, yeah, Love yeah, that that's what's up. And shout out to SmackDown. Uh, wait, I can't. Smack Talk Showdown. Smack Talk Showdown. I played this game before, and this is how I was doing when I played Twice. it. Fumbling my words, got destroyed both times, but extremely fun if you like improv, if you like uh, talking to your friends and having fun, if you like dancing randomly, get you one. Reg, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, I think you're probably the worst Smack Talk Showdown player ever. Denise. I know. I was thinking about this, though. Wow. Did you do some stats? Did you break it down? Was I at the bottom? Right. Wow. I don't Where think the you've California ever connection? won a round. I haven't. I don't think so either. <laughs> but to be fair, I'm really okay. bad, too, and I've never won a round you're, Yeah, either. you're lucky. You <laughs> and get I've played to just, more like, than you. Play on top as the uh, the host and everything. I'm like, it's hard, Denise. Like, when the pressure's on, the clocks start ticking. I see why these wrestlers get flustered and the they're like yo you got 45 seconds and we're on tnt yo bro what <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta throw some good shots in there <laughs> reg the next time you come out to do a promo you're gonna look at the camera and say i'm home i've changed <laughs> <laughs> next night talk baby i'm back yeah i can't wait <laughs> steven Marchuli sends in a super chat saying stanford will mike starks a star make starks Okay, well, sorry, I was confused on this one. Stan Stanford? Who are you talking about? Like the WWE. Oh, oh, okay, Stanford. Yeah. Okay, we'll make star make Starks a star. Does Mercedes hit pauses on going to AEW based on how women are used on the show? All right, so where do we begin with this one? Let's start with Ricky Starks and the possibility of him someday going to WWE. I don't know when his contract is up. That hasn't been put out there. But I will say this, given that I think Ricky Starks would be phenomenal in WWE. Yeah, I do think so. There's pretty Point much blank. no other way to lay it out. Like Ricky Starks would be a huge star over in WWE. I think he saw his homeboy Cody go over there and he was like, yo, the grass looks green as hell over there. And he saw Jade go over there. His homegirl's like, the grass looks hella green over there. And now he sees CM Punk over there and he's like, all right. I mean, I'd I don't know anything about anything, but like, if he's not over there when his contract is expired, I'd be hella surprised. And Mercedes, we've obviously touched on this quite a few times in regards to whether or not, you know, she's going to AEW, how AEW will handle her. Yeah. Uh, if she does go to AEW, I can't, I cannot imagine them fumbling the ball on Mercedes Monet. And if they did, that would just be like this huge stain on the women's division if they did do that. Yeah, I feel like we keep telling the story, Denise, of like, if it happened and they didn't change the whole game of the women's wrestling trajectory in AEW, we'd be so surprised. Mercedes is such a big star that she would have to. But I mean, we've seen crazier things happen. I think um, at this point, I'd still love to see her in AEW. I know things change all the time. Things change every day. We can still see her here. We can still see her back in WWE. Still see her do her thing in Japan. So, I mean, it's, it's, depending on how her injury is going, and what's at the end of that on where it goes. Right. So, you know, and I think that's part of the reason why we would even want to see Mercedes in AEW is just so that she can force that change in the women's division. And that's really exactly. like the biggest pro of that. Uh, so thank you so much to Stephen Marchuli for sending in that super chat. We appreciate it a whole lot. Um, all right. Let's get into the AEW Continental Classic because we got four matches here today and all four of them really delivered in their mm -hmm. own way. We saw Brody King versus Andrade El Idolo. Andrade El 
El Idolo picked up that win. We saw Rush versus Jay Lethal uh, with Rush getting the win. Then we saw Mark Briscoe versus Jay White with Jay White getting the win. And then, of course, the main event, John Moxley versus Swerve Strickland with John Moxley getting the victory there. And I think a lot of people, based on what I was seeing on Twitter, based on what I've been seeing on the chat, is people think that we had the wrong person win that match. Before we get to the main event, um, the other three matches for you, Reg, which ones were the ones that really stood out to you? Uh, Brody King and Andrade Andrade is was exactly what I would want to see out of this match. When they announced it for Dynamite, I'm like, that's going to bang. These two guys have been having a tremendous Continental Classic, and I knew getting together would be something. Andrade did exactly what you shouldn't do in 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 perspective to trying to have a match of Brody King, go straight at him, fight him, chop him, try to beat him up. But that's what he did. He also added in some high flying, uh, some of his Lucha stuff. Brody King's a monster. I've been loving the run he's having here. His clotheslines are crazy. Him just choking him out. I love the DDT spot they did. Like that match was so strong. I think in comparison to every, everything else kind of told more stories. There were like some short ones. There were some middle ground ones this one was just like a badass fight with two really great wrestlers man i agree i thought that like the thing about brody and andrade was really the aggression in this mm -hmm. match like i think at one point when brody hit him with the freaking uh clothesline like that thing looked freaking massive and it, these are two guys that i think that both of them really need this like win and really need to come out looking good in this tournament. Maybe Andrade a little bit more so than Brody because I Brody agree. at least has the house of black to lean on. Andrade just has himself to lean on. And so for that reason, like I am glad that Andrade was the one who picked up the win, but I did think it was a phenomenal match, but I will say, um, I thought freaking Roosh killed it tonight in his match too. Um, dude went out there and was just freaking like going freaking nuts. Like mm -hmm. his match, I, I feel, and I feel like I say this each and every single week, Roosh is really killing it, man. Point blank is freaking killing it. Is showing so much aggression when he's out there. And even at the end, I feel like when he won, it felt like, you can feel this new energy. Like you can tell he knows he's on to something because even the way that he was celebrating with the fans mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, smashing a beer on his head, all of that was freaking entertaining to see. Yeah, I thought that Roosh is, there's a couple of people that really needed this tournament. Like you're saying, Denise, Roosh has been killing it so much. And I thought that this win was super important and a great story to tell too. It was a quick one. Um, Roosh usually overwhelms his opponent every match he's like all over you like white on rice he's hitting you with everything and i love that they showed him this time like if he gets into you sometimes you can't get out of it and it showed that like he overwhelmed jay lethal and jay lethal couldn't get out of it so he got the big victory really dope story to tell Rush is still in the tournament also another great story to tell he's possibly benefiting i don't know i was gonna say he's benefiting the most from this but like swerve is going crazy like andrade is killing it like bro like everybody's having a great great showing and run off of this so here's the difference about swerve and Rush. swerve is coming off of like that hangman match that hangman match is really what is setting him up like setting him into like a whole other level right mm. moving him on to another trajectory Rush didn't have that he literally just has this tournament True. and so yeah like he would say like he's definitely benefiting a lot because this is all he's really had to show himself to the fans 
Now, True, like when you look back on the year, Rusha's thing is going to be this tournament. Swerve's going to yes. have a whole bunch of stuff, and Rusha's going to have this great showing here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, because of the match with Hangman Page and because of some of the other matches that Swerve has had, this match with John Moxley, the main event, it was not only a really great match, but the crowd was literally, they were super sold on this. But do you think the wrong guy won? Uh, I think with the response, Denise, maybe not. Like initially when it happened, it was like, oh man, I was really hoping that Swerve would maybe like run the gauntlet, get all the points. But like the response off of everybody being like, well, does this mean that Swerve is going to be a baby face? Does this mean like this was the wrong decision, all this? I think that might be the right decision seeing the response from everybody. Especially because he pulled the tights. Yeah, exactly. So it still makes Swerve look like something. He didn't get like his ass kicked like most people do in John Moxley match. At the end of it, they're dead, they're bleeding, they're in a heap of blood or whatever. But here, Swerve still looks strong. He got screwed. He's getting sympathy from the crowd and everybody in the wrestling community. So I think this was a honestly a, probably a better move than if he had won. Damn. Okay. Okay. I'm digging this. I'm digging your perspective, Reg, because I do think the fact that John Moxley had to pull the actual tights of Swerve, I think that is going to have people going like, dude, he freaking got screwed. He had a good chance, but John Moxley, you know, took it a whole different direction and thus screwed Swerve Strickland. So even though the end of the night with the pin kind of had people going like, what? And you, you know what? I think they knew that too. They knew that was going to happen. And that's why they quickly went to, right to the it. attack of Hangman mm-hmm. Adam Page uh, in the parking lot. Right. So you don't get too era. much of the crowd because you don't like, you don't know what the crowd response is going to be because you still kind of want John Moxley to be the baby face in this because Swerve is still supposed to be the heel. So if you just shoot right to it, you don't really know what the reaction is. But the reaction online and everywhere has been Swerve got screwed. He should have been the one to win. So I think it was good. So it's all leading to that baby face, a turn uh, that who we got? We had crazy 101 mentioning earlier about Damn. Swerve. So yep. do you think at this point, 2024, that we're going to be seeing Swerve as the top baby face in AEW? 100%, Denise. Honestly, a few weeks ago, maybe if you would ask me before the Texas death match, I would have said we would be seeing the number one heel of 2024 in Swerve. But now, off of this Continental Classic, things have changed so much in a few weeks. His response every time he comes out, the way that people, Moxley matches, Denise, you know how they usually are. People love Moxley. They want to see him kill people. Tonight, it was like mixed. Half of the crowd was in the swerve. Like, the response for him has been so much different that I'm like, oh, he's going to be the number one baby face of 2024. And he's going to be the AEW world champion at some point. And it's needed, Reg, because right now, who else would you say is like the biggest baby face in AEW? Who would you say not only is the new, the biggest baby face, but who would you say is also someone fresh, someone new to break into that scene, into that main event scene? Swerve is it like I can't think I was going to say hangman, but he's already there. He's already the person like he's another huge baby face in this. But like right now to the responses and everything that he's been getting coming out of this continental classic service. And it's crazy because a few weeks ago, I would have said the same thing about him being a heel. I can't believe like the transition has happened so quickly. He hasn't really, there hasn't been a promo where he's like, I'm a baby face now to like kind of seal it. And I kind of like that because he could still pivot right off of this and be like, I'm actually, I'm a heel. I tricked all you guys. So there's a, there's a lot of ways to go with it. 
I feel like the audience is just ready to get more people behind. Like they want to cheer yep. for somebody. They really want to get behind somebody. And mm -hmm. right now, Swerve is that person. I don't know if there's anybody else right now. It doesn't really feel like it. Yeah, no, when the, the, the fans are smart in AEW too, Denise. So when somebody has all the tools and Swerve has all the tools, if they're like, okay, damn, this guy can work. He can talk. He could. He has the music. He has everything that's needed to be a top guy. And they're giving him the opportunity. They're going to get behind him. I can't think of anybody else that's in a higher position of him right now to be in that baby face, uh, number one baby face. So they better watch out, man. So about to be world champ. Y'all, y'all are not ready, I think. All righty, guys, let's go ahead. And uh, first of all, if you guys want to go ahead and send in some super chats, you're more than welcome to. That's the best way to support this podcast and also get your questions, your comments, your statements, your hot takes, your cold takes, uh, your Christmas list, your New Year's resolutions uh, right here on the show. Um, all right. So uh, let's go ahead and get into. Well, first of all, I should probably run down the uh, final numbers of where we're at right now yeah. for the continental classic and we got john moxley sitting at 12 points in the golds league followed by swerve jay white tied at nine and then roosh at six mark briscoe at zero and jay lethal at zero we got the blue league brody king actually andrade el idolo is now leading that mm -hmm. he's got nine points and then Brody King and Brian Danielson are tied at six. Claudio and Eddie tied at three. And Daniel Garcia tied at zero. So that's where we're at right now. So I don't know. I have a feeling that they're going to want to surprise us here. I think they're going to want us to think they're going a certain direction. And I, I, I'm expecting some sort of swerve. Yeah, I think this weekend, uh, the, the collision show and the matches that they announced, Denise, I think at the end of that, we're going to have like a different idea because going into it, we're like, you just described like their league is kind of, I don't know, there's like Eddie Kingston's not doing that great, Daniel Garcia, but they have a match against each other. I think at the end of this, we're going to know some direction. And yeah, I think it's not going to be as obvious because right now I've been saying, look, this is John Moxley's tournament to lose off rip. Well, he showed it again tonight, but we could get a pick that nobody's really expecting. Well, speaking of something that no one is expecting, how about a wonderful gift? Give somebody that you love a phenomenal gift and you want to know what you should get the person that you love, something that is going to help them sleep better, get better skin, and just be overall having better nights. Did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? It can lead to acne, allergies, and stuffy noses, and it's just gross. Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and require three times less laundry. Through their silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA, Miracle Made is designed to keep you at the perfect temperature so you get better sleep every night. Miracle Sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, or family. Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets? And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one just in time for the holidays. Go to trymiracle.com slash Denise to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. Save over 40% off. And if you use the promo code Denise at checkout, 
you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Denise to treat yourself, a friend, or loved one this holiday season. The link is in the description box below. So you just witnessed history being made here on Speak Now Pro Wrestling, by the way, to everybody here watching. What happened? Reg, this was our first show ever with two sponsors. Hey, let's go. I was thinking that too. I was like, this is our second sponsor. Like, we, we are lit outside. Shout out to our sponsors. Everybody's so cool, Denise. Let's go. History was made here tonight. Mm, 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 mm. Let's go, baby. They got nothing on the California connection. That's all I want to say. What's up? All right. We got a couple more topics to get into. Ruby Soho versus Riho. Riho was coming out. She was spunky. She was doing her thing. We had Tony Storm on commentary. Riho gets her victory. Fun little matchup. What you think, Reg? They weren't in the death slot, uh, Denise, like they usually get. They got some time to cook. Tony Storm was doing her thing. Riho looks great every time she comes back. It seems like, I don't know if she goes back and trains extra hard or whatever. Every time she comes back, she has this new lease on life, this new energy, and it was on display here. Ruby Soho is an amazing, talented wrestler. Every time she uh, gets the opportunity, she gets a lot of opportunities to kind of be in this position. It's always like, oh, I see why she's in this position because she plays everything so well. Great match. Yeah, it definitely was, and it looks like, I think we're getting Riho and Tony Storm, right? At some point, yeah. Probably yeah, at World's End. Probably. Uh, are you kind of liking that we're not real? How, how do you how do you think they should book Tony Storm though? Because she comes out there, she has these very fun, creative bits, but we're not really seeing her wrestle as often as we would like. We did get to see her wrestle. What was it last week? I believe, mm-hmm. or was it the week before that? It was last week. Yeah. It was last week. Yeah, uh, last week we did get to see her. Right. So I don't know. Like, what do you think? Like, do you think they're doing a good amount of matches, or do you think they should probably like? Do a little bit more because it hasn't been that much since she won. You know what, Denise? I'm running back what we were saying going into full gear, saying that maybe Tony Tony Storm was so inevitable that she needs the championship or they had to. Maybe they didn't have to. Maybe like they because honestly, they could still be telling this exact same story with her not being the champion. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that eventually they're going to lead to Mariah May like trying to do that, but they could have still been telling the same story without the championship. And it's like, a couple of things I have wrong with it is Tony Storm's such a great wrestler. We've seen her as the AEW Women's Champion do multiple have multiple reigns where she destroys it in the ring, and still when she has matches, they're amazing. So it's like put her out there, but also it's like again, I feel like she's still one of the strongest characters in the whole company, man or woman. So it's like I mean, it's gonna add prestige to the championship, Denise, or is it? I would hope it is gonna add prestige. You would mm. think so. She's got one of the most interesting characters on AEW right now. Right. And one of the also, it, it feels like sometimes in pro wrestling, when you're trying to think of new character ideas, it almost feels like everything's been done, right? Yeah. yeah. And with Tony Storm, it feels like, huh, this feels different. Yeah, it does feel different. So do you, would, would having her wrestle more hurt this whole thing, you think? No, no. I want to see her wrestle more. I want to see her be more dramatic in the ring, have her little close-ups, have her little thing where she uh, sends it off to commercial when she when she does, Uh, you know, all of those little things that she does. Of course, I just think that for me, what I want to see is a little bit more of a champion who we're consistently seeing on weekly television, nonstop defending their title. Right, right. 
And I think that's one of the things that I do think we're sort of lacking because of course, you know, MJF's not going to be defending the world title all the time, of course. And then you got Tony Storm sporadically defending the title. And then, you know, with the AEW International Championship, like that's been, that has been going pretty all right. What's going all right for a bit. Um, So I do kind of want to see just, I guess, more championship opportunities happening on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm asking for too much. I don't know. No, the Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy set a precedent of like, now I want that. Like if we're going to yeah. be him was have he was having fire matches every week and the championship just added so many stakes. Anytime there's extra stakes, Denise, and we could just do it on a weekly basis. I'm all in. So if we have a championship that everybody's coming after, everybody's trying to get, then I'm with it. It's I don't I'm un, honestly don't understand what's happening with Orange Cassidy. There was a segment here on the show with him asking the Von Eric brothers to be his tag team partners this week but it's like you got that championship i just remembered that like you had the big win over moxley like i don't want to get i don't want this to get buried and lost under anything that like orange cassidy said i need to beat you to define my reign and then stop defending his championship right right exactly so that is what I got used to, too, having Orange yeah. Cassidy go out there and defend the AEW International Championship. But mm-hmm. you were talking about the Von Erics, and I did want to get to that because were you surprised that for Dynamite, the show that they were promoted for, we only got this little backstage segment and really nothing else? That it looks like they're going to do, uh, they're going to come out on Rampage, which is fine, great. But are you surprised that it didn't happen on Dynamite, the show that they had been promoted for? Yeah, I thought they were going to have this in-ring segment, maybe have Kevin Von Erich chop somebody, you know, somebody get the iron claw. I thought there was going to be some kind of thing. I'm sure there will be on Rampage, but I kind of would have felt better if they were just like, hey, they're going to wrestle on Rampage because they this felt like a buildup and it was just like, all right, we got the Von Erichs next. Here's 30 seconds and it's over. And I was like, all right, okay. And in a backstage segment too. Yeah, right, right. With this movie coming out, Denise, you would have think they would have you know, MJF's in it. Like, they didn't say anything about MJF being in the movie. It was just like, Von Erics are here. We're in Texas. Hey, you want to be our tag partners? Yeah. It was like, all right. Yeah, I think I was expecting a little bit more of a, I don't even know, recept- not reception, but something, something that was a little bit more uh, just nice to do for them, to have them come out there and have their moment, maybe go out there and, like, wave at the people. I don't know. It didn't even have to be too much, but something to actually do with the physical crowd. So I guess you'll have to wait and see on Rampage, even yep. though they were promoted for Dynamite. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like I know why you. Oh, I just solved it, Denise. You wanted to see it on Dynamite because you're not going to watch Rampage. <laughs> you can send me the clip. Tag me on Twitter. Tag me on Twitter, <laughs> Reg. Like, why didn't they do anything on Dynamite? I'm not going to see the other thing. They promoted it for Dynamite, okay? They promoted it for Dynamite. <laughs> In that case, they should have just promoted it for Rampage. They should have, though. I agree. I agree. But that is really funny that you're like, I wish they would add it on here because I'm not going to see it on there. No, nah, y'all agree, can yeah. tag me. They should have just said they're going to have a match on Rampage and we would have been just as excited. It's still going to happen in Texas. There's still all this going on. It just felt like, okay, that didn't feel like you guys should have announced all that. Felt another like announcement for, okay. That's it. Reg, did I miss anything on today's show? Um, or was that it? I, that was it, right? We talked about the Continental Classic, the end, the women's match. That was fight. it. We yeah. got it all. We did it. Woo! Concise, baby. That's how we do it. Sometimes we just get through it. Just like this show, this Dynamite tonight. And he's just like, bam, 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 bam. We're it. 
Let's go. It happens like that. It happens like that. All right. Before we head out, everyone, just a friendly reminder of you guys enjoying today's show. Me and Reg, the California Connection, are here each and every single week to talk about AEW Dynamite. Of course, on Tuesdays, I'm here to chat NXT. And then Fridays, I'm here for SmackDown. And then on weekends that don't include uh, pay-per-views, I'm here talking about Collision. I got so much content coming your way here on the channel, everyone. Please keep an eye out subscribe turn on your notifications because i got a ton of interviews lined up and just a lot happening here on the channel in the next coming weeks reg before we head out let the people know where they can support you follow you all of that you can always follow me at righteous reg on all of your social medias there's a pretty busy week of podcasting i still got here uh, of course i'm here every wednesday with denise you know that uh usually on with mike on indeeds but earlier we didn't have a show tomorrow i'm on with kate the ring of honor post show and i'm on ask rhapsody friday i'm gonna be on the ring of honor post show uh for final battle I think we haven't confirmed it yet, but why wouldn't we? So uh, definitely catch me there. And then on Saturday, I'm on Ask, I'm on regular Grapsity. So there's still a lot of going on this week. And shout out to everybody for always supporting and wanting to hear that. Hell yeah. All righty. Thank you, everybody. And I'll catch you back here once again for the Friday post show for Friday Night Smackdown. Until next time, please do not forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a review if you enjoyed the show, and we'll catch you guys later. Bye, everyone.